Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Bombay Suarez from Philippine Wrestling Revolution, and you are okay. listening to the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Where we gon' kill that bitch? You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast, episode number forty-four. The logo. If you remember Jerry West, the uh, the inspiration behind the logo of the NBA. We have made it to that point. Also, we are a good. Eight weeks away from episode number 52, making that the first anniversary of the SGP podcast. So, wait, wait, wait. So, next week is Michael Jordan comeback week. Puede. 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 Or Jackie Robinson. But Michael speaking Jordan, of comebacks. Yeah. Speaking of comebacks. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, from like a cassette tape to in person, Rafkam is joining us once again inside the booth. Stancy at your service. Roam around right across me. We've got Bombay Suarez with us, by the way. Hey, what's up, guys? But first, we got to address the big smoky elephant in the room. Why the hell are you back? And what the hell happened last week? I'm not five minutes. Well, let's make up for that. Making up for lost time. So, is this wrestling logic working its magic? Yes. What are you doing? Okay, <laughs> okay so you're back. What are you doing back? And why did you leave? Well, okay. First and foremost, hi guys, I'm back. But the thing is, honestly, after the Rumble, I had enough of wrestling for a week. Like honestly, I just I couldn't take it. I I, I didn't want to show up for boot camp. I didn't want to I didn't want to talk to anyone about wrestling. I barely stayed in tune on the groups just because you know spiritually I can't take it that's how affected I was by the rumble wait so anong anong ginawa sa ng mga ano kiswito sa ano they help you find Jesus pa is it fun for you again it's it's fun it's fun this week well ever since I got back on the group it's been fun like the the detox the detox is nice man good to know you were not gone for more than what a week you, that's that's, that's a back, lot of detox. You, you came back quicker than John Cena. You are the epitome of hashtag back, wrestling you logic. You came back quicker than Team Cena. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you came back quicker than CM Punk in 2011. Actually, I have an idea about Kabumadikagad. Why you came back to the city all of a sudden. Because you heard that announcement heard all around the world that the Backstreet Boys are coming back to Manila. Hey! Papi, that was... That was what earlier today. Yeah, that earlier was today. earlier today. Uh, we found out that they will be performing at the SM Mall of Asia Arena, May 5, twenty fifteen. And you can bet your sorry asses, all three of us will be there. <laughs> and and some guys from PWR. That's right, some guys from the locker Bombay, room. Are you, Bombay, are you, a, are you a Backstreet Boys? It's okay fan? if you're not. Oh yeah, man, I totally love Backstreet Boys. All right, favorite song. Bye bye bye. Oh, wait, ah! that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can totally get down with that. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait Camus. You asshole. Camus. Yes. There is one thing everyone would like to know from your appearance last week. What? 
Sino yung umiihi sa background? <laughs> Ako ba yun? Were you Papi, five minutes straight? <laughs> Papi, okay. Um, the climate of Novaliches is not similar to Metro Manila. It's very... Wet? Wet. Yeah, honestly, it's very wet there. It's very wet there. Oh yeah, um, we could hear that. When I was up, when I was up there, um, the old Jesscom equipment that was left laying around, that's all I could find at the time. Sure. Because... I sent you a fucking cassette tape. You think anyone in their right mind would want you to convert a cassette tape into a digital format? Do you know how hard that is? Yeah, it costs a lot, buddy. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Papi, papi, you know, they have, they have in Novaliches, they sell fucking VCRs. Word. Word. You mean it's not like it's so you, far away. Okay, okay you, you found a cassette tape. Where I found a find... cassette tape recorder. Oh, I found okay. old equipment. Damn. And I was able to send it down with, well, there were a bunch of Jesuits who were heading down to Ateneo. I told them, hey, pass by the studio. Send this over. <laughs> Are the priests that, you know, behind? No, the the, no, 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 no. The Novaliches, the Novaliches recording equipment isn't that great to begin with. I mean, it's there. I saw it and I'm like... Oh yeah, I didn't explain to the boys why I'm not making the show. So, let's go with this. You know, this pisses me off as somebody who spent tons of money on Jesuit education. Yun lang pala nabibili ng tuition namin. Papi, recording equipment na ano? That pisses me off, man. Tape recording lang. I went through Jesuit education for 13 years. You had 18 years of that. And then? And then you have a cassette tape and a cassette tape recorded to show for it. Papi, the Novelicious guys don't have the high-tech recording equipment of Jesscom in Ateneo. And our boy, Justin Nang, would know something about that. Ah, oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, we're, coming right. To, we're coming to you from the Mellow 94.7 studios. Really excited for this episode of the podcast. We mentioned Bombay Suarez Wait, in the house. while he's here, uh, we talked about us, but we didn't talk about him. How are you, Bombay? How are you lately? Oh, I'm great, tonight? I'm great, I'm great. Uh, I, I think I just got food poisoning right now. Uh, Why? Why is that? I don't know. My stomach hurts real bad. Oh, but shit. I think I ate Literally. something bad. Uh, anyway, I'm really happy to be here, guys. I'm really happy to be a part of the SGP podcast. Finally. Finally, papi. And, Finally. yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I wanted to be here for a while. But, you know, uh, lots of work issues, you know, wrestling, stuff like that. And we'll be talking to Bombay, getting into the interview with him in just a while. And he's also going to be joining us for this week's Spots and Botches. But now, uh, of course, uh, we also have to talk about PWR Presents Vendetta. It's happening February 21. Bombay Suarez, of course, will be a huge part of that. He'll be part of a four-man tournament to determine the first ever PWR champion. So he'll be taking on the social media sinister Ken Warren. He'll be talking about that match as well. So that's uh, still to come. Right now, though, let's get into our interview. As we dig deep into the man they call Bombay Suarez. Time for us to get down to business, and we have been waiting so long to get this week's guest on the SGP podcast. Finally, the stars have aligned. And Finally. We're so happy. So, so happy to Finally. have Finally. Inside the booth right now in the Mellow 947 studios, our guest this week. On the SGP podcast, they call him the head trainer of Philippine Wrestling Revolution, also the heart and soul of PWR. And I hear they also call him the bitch killer. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Bombay Suarez. Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thank you. Finally. I'm very happy to be here. I mean, I've been waiting for so long to get on your show, guys. And finally, it fucking happened. All right, but it's been... It's been you know, months. He's been trying to get Bombay ever since Renaissance. Yeah, since Renaissance. Nobody told me that. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Um, we told the board. We told. 
Oh, you know, maybe may because of uh, classical Brian Leo, you know. That asshole hates me so much. He don't let me in on the information I'm supposed to know, so I won't be there. Well, fuck Brian Leo. Yeah, fuck Brian Leo. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I've got my issues with him. I gotta go back. <laughs> Looks like you're not on Team Happy Trail. Yeah, he's, he's a first world douchebag. That's all he is. Don't, don't let him know. Don't let him catch you in boot camp. Papi. Papi. What? He's gonna flush me down the toilet? Well, yes. He's, you're in training. He's not. Well, well, let me tell you guys. I've been on the receiving end of that royal flush down oh. or toilet flush, whatever. Hey. <laughs> that fucking hurts. Hey. That fucking hurts. It does, it does look like it hurts. I haven't been on, on the receiving end yet, thankfully. Fortunately. Right, so- Bombay usually gives. Sure. Don't receive. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> okay, so see, Bombay Suarez, we know that he's the head trainer of PWR. Camus uh, and uh, Ro here actually mentioned boot camp. So... Um, let me ask you about being a head trainer. So what's it like actually being a head trainer for the first group of Philippine wrestlers since the 1980s? Actually, it's a big privilege to me to be the guy training the future of Filipino wrestling, pro wrestling in the Philippines. Um, at first, I didn't know what to expect. Like, first time I met the guys, they were like, we were at the AFP gym. Yeah. And then... I didn't know what to expect. I just saw the guys. Okay, random skinny guys. Uh, Panzer is good looking, but Ken Warren. I thought. I mean, we had auditions too. Before that, we auditions. had auditions. Yeah, auditions. Like, the first batch had auditions. Like, usually, how we do the auditions when it comes to PWR boot camp, we have the guys send in audition tapes. Yeah. Like, just show us what your character is. Blah blah blah. All okay. that shit. And then all out there, uh, Ken Warren stands out. Like, first time I saw him, I already hated him. <laughs> On video, so I don't know how that is, but you know, uh, young skinny guys. Uh, Mayhem Brannigan didn't have uh, long hair back then; he had a kachupoy haircut. I need to see this. I need to see this. I should show you. His they were his all so young. Over his given name, <laughs> they were all so young back then, man. Like. That was like what? Wait, how long that was, was, that was how long barely was a year. That was a year ago. Wait, wait, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so what? In a year, wait, we are now men. <laughs> yeah, like you know how <laughs> moms go like, all oh, my kids grow up so fast. That's anak mo, mga anak mo mga PWR wrestlers. Yeah, but wait, wait, classical wait. Brian Leo's an asshole. So. <laughs> See, he's a I, I want to. I want to. Yeah, black sheep. Um, I want to. You mentioned meeting them for the first time, but. I think we've never ever heard the story of how everything you know came into place. Because so, natin yung rough story about oh, the Facebook okay. group. We know about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So ano yung kwenta? How did it all get together? And did you um did train you them initiate the, in the beginning? It. Did you train them? Were you the one who started training as their teacher? I was the one who started training with PWR. Who started training PWR? Uh, I met them on Facebook. Uh, I was one of the latest latecomers at that okay. time. Yeah, right. So they was just like, uh, hey guys, uh, I heard you have pro wrestling in the Philippines. you have any trainers? And then they were like, uh, we're looking for one, something like that. And then like, uh, I kind of might have something for you. I mean, I've used to train backyard wrestling back then. That's all I can offer you. But like, you know, like the basics of pro wrestling, bumps, rolls, uh, calling a match, stuff like that. Uh, I was the first guy to teach them that. That explains then, a whole lot. <laughs> and then that's when <laughs> we got we started gaining interest from foreigners. Like uh, we did the show with Tajiri. Yeah. And uh. then that's when uh, Josh Bowserman, the the proest 
Pros of the pro. The pros of the pro trainers who came in. Uh, the guy from the States who was trained by, by TNA Fernandez. Yeah, he wrestled as Draven Sloan, he, if you remember him from as, Revolution Now. Yep. yep. He wrestled as Draven Sloan. I had a match against him. And the guy kicks hard. <laughs> the guy is stiff as hell. So Sai King. And, and then that's after that, So Sai King. And we got a few more people who are interested uh, in helping out Philippine Wrestling Revolution. Uh, we're still in talks, but as of now, I can't. Give out oh, anything. That's, fine. that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. You know. But you know. I never knew that they found you. I always thought that you were part of the original, original group. Founder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So about the heads of the group, how do you feel about them? How's your relationship with them at the start? No, no, okay. Let me let me let me expound on on Camus's question. Uh, how serious did you think they were in actually, you know, establishing Philippine wrestling again? No, when you offered your services. Okay. Uh, at first, I wasn't really sure of what to expect from these guys. Okay. I mean, uh, st- this all started back since, you know, when I was a kid around 13. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. I, when WWE was st- still on, uh, what's that, Solar Sports? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Was that? Okay. Right. Jack okay, TV. So, yeah. USA yeah. Jack TV. They had these forums, and I was the stupid kid there like, hey, guys, who wants to start a Philippine wrestling promotion <laughs> hey. here? I, I'm willing to train you. <laughs> and I was only 13 back then. You were literally being a mark. Me photos for the other sports. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Well, I'm not sure if I was being a mark, but I wasn't saying like, "Hey, I'm gonna be like Eddie Guerrero. I'm gonna be like Rey Mysterio. I'm gonna be like this. I'm gonna be like that." I I'm wasn't. sure. I'm sure everyone in some point has, uh, you know. I mean, I wanted about, to be, like but yeah, yeah. I wasn't telling people like, "I'm gonna uh, be the high flyer. I'm gonna be the best <laughs> yeah. of the best of the best. The best <laughs> in the world. The best in the world." All right. But, but I do have, a, I do have a question. So. You are billed as the backyard legend of the Philippines. Yeah. Where does that where does that come from? Okay, so where did you get your start in backyard wrestling? Moving on forward, uh, after I did uh, you know self training, watch the old UPW VCDs, the ones oh, you can yeah, get yeah. in Ali Mall, you know where they sold the big ass. World Heavyweight Championship. I did not know this. I, I was know. not. You, you, you did not know Ali they had a, No, that was way before. <laughs> I was before. from the South. <laughs> that true, was around true. 2000 or right, 1999. Okay, right, right. Clearly, we were not informed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they had DVDs back then, mind you. They didn't have VCD. They had VCDs, not DVDs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that was way back. Well, right. At least it wasn't tapes way back. Okay, it's not VHS, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, anyway, and then I I started watching those training videos and like I took everything that those videos had to show like and practiced them like on a daily basis. So, so like did you have a ring in your house? Did you have something set up? A ring. Have a ring I wasn't house. that rich. Uh, PWR can't even have afford a ring yeah, right now. So like how, okay, how so practice that shit. Uh, uh, I practiced it on the floor. Took bumps on the floor. <laughs> On the hard like floor. Like on concrete? On the hard floor, yeah. Like, God damn, son. You know, tiled, wooden, varnished floor. Shit. Not, <laughs> not, not even like beds? Not even the bed. Because my Wait. bed broke. Oh, I took a bump on my bed and then I broke it. <laughs> so I started taking bumps on the floor and then I discovered we have a carpet at home that I didn't know of. So oh, okay. Helped okay. out a little bit. Yeah. So, and then from there, just like started inviting people to training. Uh, uh, fortunately, one guy came okay. and then I haven't seen him Ever since, since. <laughs> until until Renaissance training to PWR, not in PWR. PWR didn't exist back then. Oh, back then, back okay, then thought, that was like right. 
2003 or something. So you were already holding training sessions when you were a kid. Yeah, I was training with this guy, you know, we were like... We d- we were doing stupid stuff in the ring, like okay, take bumps for thirty seconds, okay. and then do rolls for ten seconds, right? And then after that, okay, practice match. I am John <laughs> Cena. You're who's John Cena's opponent at that time? Kurt Angle or something. Right, right, right. So someone know why you mga routines like uh, when you have a program like that. Let's say take bumps for thirty seconds, take rolls for ten seconds. Where did you get that sequence for uh, for a program? That was back in the Top Secret DVD I mentioned. <laughs> uh, VCD. I'm uh, sorry, DV- VCD. Alright, so so, so backyard wrestling and um it's funny that you mentioned backyard wait, wrestling because yeah. Did you know that what you were doing was, you know, correct or parang when you when you had training later on, did you know that um what I, you were doing back then was wrong or whatever? I actually had no idea it was I was doing it the right way. Oh really? Until I mean, way back when I was a kid, I would film it, you know, okay. with my right. little AVI camera. Okay. And then post it on on the internet in the forums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people would be like, oh, you're stupid, you're a stupid kid, get some training. Uh-huh. And then, you know, uh, took a while. And then I had this friend, he's now in Canada. Mm-hmm. We used to wrestle in the backyard. Right. I guess that's where the backyard wrestling came from. So, so in the backyard Yeah, wrestling. we were wrestling in the backyard. We wrestled in front of like five, five of our friends and we'd like totally beat each other up. Uh, you get me bloody and shit, yeah. you know. I figured that you can learn, I mean, you learn the best way by learning from a video that would teach you how to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's kind of hard then to learn just watching. You also need someone to guide you, which is why I, I'm so appreciative of you guys, uh, you and and the other trainers at the boot camp. Here, so, here's my question about the uh, backyard dressing, you know, just, no. uh, just to go back to backyard dressing. Because I'm very curious about how people, uh, how people have perceived your backyard dressing background. Because uh-huh. when you when you say backyard dressing, at least in the IWC, it's not looked upon fondly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before at, no, before you even talk about that, how many people have seen you um, backyard wrestle? About, about ten you, people. Okay. okay. Very exactly. few people. I mean, professional wrestling at the time here in the country was very, of course, yeah. very you know underground. Yeah. So yeah. So given that so, not a lot of people have seen you do your backyard wrestling, you come in. And you offered your services as a trainer to you know the the first batch of PWR guys. Were uh-huh. there were, was it met with some skepticism? Oh yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's a good question. Uh, did actually, everybody was down since day one. Like, oh, like even with okay, even like, with the caveat na backyard wrestling background. Yeah, I mean it's they really wanted this. The right. PWR guys really wanted this, and they were like, okay, you're the closest we've got. We'll take you. I so, you appa- and then yes, going forward. When we started having pros come in, they were like, okay, take a bump. Okay, bump right. So I was like, ah, I've been teaching them something all along then. It's like, buti na lang, no? Buti na lang, tama yung tinuro ko. What if, what if, in, what if uh, it went the other way? Now, what you learned was actually the wrong way of taking a bump or taking or doing a roll. Well, you know what the, you know how the quote goes? You know Coldest how the quote... Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, if you, if do, you do it right, right... Oh, all right. If you do it right... It hurts. Yeah. If you do it wrong, it hurts even more. So I'll just go with the one that hurts, but goes away, then, you know, hurts and fuck myself up or something. Okay. You figure figure then, uh, I was saying this, Kanina, you figure then that if you do it wrong, eventually, if you get someone to teach you how to do it right, at least you have a foundation. Yeah. (laughs) And it's something. And I mean, like, okay, just you're not killing yourself, man. Well, some people are out there to kill other people. Oh, hey! 
Yeah. Let's not go into that. Let's switch gears <laughs> a bit. And let's switch gears. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, one of the things I, I noticed for the first time at, uh, about Bombay Suarez was the scars on your forehead. I mean, I've seen All you right. a couple times before, but this is the first time I think I've seen uh, your scars from blading. So um, you, you want to tell us about blading um, from, from your first-hand experience? And I noticed I did just pull a talk about. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about this blading um, experience at least. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is it is it okay? Like you know? yeah, 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 that's cool. Okay, so in the business secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm pretty sure like everybody knows now like how wrestlers bleed is like you know through blades and shit or uh-huh. pricks to the forehead. Uh, out of curiosity, like I was having this match with uh, one of my friends back then. Like, hey, it would be fun if I try blading for once. Yeah. So like you know, uh, just one with a concealed blade, then hmm. boop. Uh, did it did, did it, it come out clean though? It didn't come out clean. I mean, as you can see, I got like giant ass scars on my forehead. <laughs> Show it. Like I know you're supposed to go once, but like I did once and I didn't feel a thing. Okay. Like something, you know, that's just like something uh, like scratching your head. So you wanted the sensation felt like of that. pain. Yeah, I was waiting for it, and then it didn't come. So I like did another one, and I didn't realize it formed an X already. <laughs> Shit! So like, so you're like I, I was, say. yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like pro wrestler X X. Oh. Alright, so you have, so now you have those battle scars that yeah. you, you'll probably take with you now for you know, for the rest of your life. Hopefully not. I mean, hopefully they still close up. You know, hopefully I'm someday not... he can afford Vicky Bello. Yeah, man. That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream. Pare Vicky Bello. Mali natin, we see Quark Canaris again. Pare, pare, pare. You know, we never acknowledged it that they were, they were ano, mother but, and everybody son. Everybody knows that. Yeah, but you know I what? didn't. Uh, if we can get Bombay sponsored, hey Quark, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> you know, Quark said he will be at Vendetta, and uh, you know Bombay will of course be at Vendetta. Speaking of which, you're in a very very hyped up tournament uh, for the for the PWR Championship. So there are four uh, four wrestlers all contending for the PWR Championship. You've got Bombay Suarez, Ken Warren, Jake De Leon, and Chris Panzer. So tell us about your thoughts going into this tournament. Okay, uh, first of all, I I don't want to take it lightly because, lightly, you know, I don't want to underestimate my opponent, but Ken Warren is just, you know, a really scrawny kid. Uh, and he has a bad attitude too, so... And the only training he gets is uh, going online and typing <laughs> on his keyboard. So Watching I'm not really too. sure how I'm supposed to be worried about that. However, uh, looking forward... I mean, if I go, if I kick Ken Warren's ass and become the number one contender, I'd have to face Jake DeLeon or Chris Panzer. Which is just as hard. Which is just as hard. I mean, Chris Panzer has a physique and he has good grappling skills. I mean, Ken, Ken Warren has good grappling and technical skills too, but you know, that's nothing compared to me. Uh, <laughs> well, that is true. Because you're the trainer. You're the you one who trained these Yeah, guys, I trained right? these guys. So how does it feel going up against one of the first batch of students you personally trained? Uh, I mean, it makes me really proud, you know, to see, like, I actually trained guys who got somewhere for the first time in my life. And then now I'm going to head-to-head against them. I mean, it, it makes me really happy. At the same time, it makes me want to kick their ass because, you know, <laughs> I want the championship. Yeah. I want to be the first ever Philippine Wrestling Revolution champion. But to get to that, I have to beat 
some of my babies, you know? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. can you imagine a mom beating her kid to no, death physically? the mom wants the belt? Or <laughs> that, that's a very sorry and sick thought. You're a sick motherfucker. Well, I know is. I am. But because you're a is. boy, we're going to think of that image for like one second. Right? <laughs> and then right, forget right, about right. it. <laughs> but what will it mean to you, Bombay Suarez, to be the first ever Philippine Wrestling Revolution champion? If I come out there at, at the next show in May with the belt and present it to you as the first ever champion, what will it mean to you? You know what, Mr. C? Like, I've been wanting to have a Philippine wrestling promotion, a Philippine pro wrestling promotion since I was 13. Right, and that time, like most of the kids, I mean, most of the PWR wrestlers now were just sucking thumbs, you know. Yeah, and I've been wanting this for a long time, and now that it's there, I want to be its first ever champion. I want to be the guy who will lead this company to greater heights, and to be the face. A Philippine wrestling revolution. But you do realize that being the champion also comes with its, with its uh, risks and its costs. You will have a target on your back once you're PWR champion. Oh, I know. I know I'll have a target on my back. And whoever comes my way, I'm ready to kill that bitch. Kill that bitch. Uh, we've seen drafts of your t-shirt. It's going to be... Bobby it's sick. It's sick shit. I want that shirt. I'll wear it under my suit. And that's the tagline. Kill that bitch. So where is this coming from? Uh, basically, you know, like, I wrestled Brian Leo. I wrestled Apocalypse. And back in the day, I mean, way back in training, I've wrestled most of the guys already. Yeah. And, you know, some of them, when it comes to... Pro wrestling, they tend to be a little bitch about losing, right? Okay. So and Brian Leo in particular. <laughs> Brian and Leo in particular. Especially Brian Leo. Because nobody likes to lose. Yeah, no, I, I know nobody likes to lose, but you got to accept if you lose, there's, there will always be someone better than you. There will always be someone stronger than you. And there you got to move on. Someone who can kick your ass. And you got to move and on. And Brian Leo don't know that. But, you know, I mean, whoever that guy in the ring I'll be up against... I make sure that by the end of the night, he will always be my bitch. <laughs> and I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill that bitch. So it's as simple as that. It is simple. Very, Whoever very simple. Be Bombay Suarez's opponent, he's coming for you. And you're going to be his bitch. Be my bitch. Now, we know that... Uh, we know that uh, Bombay Suarez is one of the realest, uh, one of the realest guys we've seen inside PWR. We could say he's one of the realest guys in the room. Not just the room. In the ring. In the back. In training, in, in the, the boot camp, in the bathroom, in the bedroom, everywhere. What? How do you not that, that I would know. <laughs> right, we're not going that, there. That, that's a little scary, you knowing that. All right. All right. But at least I'm not watching. I'm not watching that either. But where does Bombay Suarez come from, that name? Because it's not every day you meet a guy on the street whose name is Bombay. Is it? Is it your birth name, though? That's the... That's a question that I know a lot of people want to ask. Actually, it is. Man, your mom is awesome. awesome. Totally like, awesome. Know, <laughs> uh, way back, you know, when I was a little baby, she'd be like, when you grow up, you're going to be the bomb. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, like, God. It, it, it clicked. So, like, okay, call me Bombay. <laughs> <laughs> you, decided, you decided what your own name would be. Yeah, 
This is the This is the legend of Bombay Suarez. Only here on the SGP podcast. Ang bayag ni Bombay. Pucha, I like that. I like that. Di ba biyag? Hindi ba biyag? Oh, kasi biyag ni Lam ang bayag ni Bombay. Okay, okay, tama, tama. Jesus Christ. Jesus Now, other things that uh, you may not know about Bombay Suarez, and this is what I got from uh, the boys in the locker room. You're a huge fan of Eddie Guerrero. So oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Just like us. Something big we all share. Guy, big ups to the guy. And that you actually pray to Eddie before you get inside the ring. I mean, I pray to the wrestling gods, but... You know. JBL? Baka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I have so much respect for Eddie Guerrero. I mean, growing up... Uh, guys who inspired me to actually like pro wrestling, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, both of them dead. Sadly. And, sadly. And Rey Mysterio, who else? Uh, I used to look up to John Cena, but not anymore because he's <laughs> overrated already. Wait, 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 boss, boss. You like John Cena? Before. So, before, before, yeah. before. So, so we can rule out, guys, that Bombay Suarez is not Joe the Grappler. Akala ko ba na patanayin natin? No, because I mean, you know, <laughs> si Ana, maririkaan niya? I highly doubt that. I mean, I knew, I knew Ryan Sangale was talking shit, but, I mean, I mean, but we're ruling Cena it out. He is a hard worker. Yeah. We, we haven't said, we haven't said that he isn't. Okay. But, but the thing is, you know. you're not a Cena apologist. <laughs> okay. So, okay, getting back, getting back to your fandom. Okay, going, uh, who else? Who else inspired me as a kid? Anyone from New Japan? New Japan. I didn't even know they wrestled in Japan back then. Back then. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I was a WWE kid. You know, actually starting out as a kid, like with my cousins watching mm-hmm. yeah, WWE yeah. when I was what, like eight years old. I was uh-huh. like, oh, it was what, what the hell is that? Yeah, WWE. I was like, what the hell is that? It's so boring. This, I'm, I'm not gonna watch that shit. Okay. As a kid, huh? And then what and happened? And then growing up, like you know, watch Rey Mysterio. Like, ooh, he's jumping in the air. Cool. <laughs> I noticed that that's what you tend to do in your matches. You like to jump around in your matches. Is that really what you want to be? A kind of a high flyer uh, in the ring? Uh, my style really is just, just like, you know, whatever pops in my head, however yeah, I can hurt yeah. you, I'll do that just to bring you down. I don't care if you're like uh, four foot two like and I'm one? like five <laughs> foot ten. Uh, like, I'd, like, like <laughs> I'd try to do a springboard head scissors right. on you even if you were like short. Like I, think, I think that's what makes you one of the most impressive talents in the in the, on the roster that you are your size but you actually, you know, do are pretty agile. Oh yeah, oh one one more guy who inspired me, right. Samoa Joe. Right. Samoa right. Joe. So that explains it. Yeah. Now uh I mean Regarding other wrestlers who actually seem to inspire you or probably um, who, whose mold you follow. When I first saw you, I actually thought of Raven. So your, uh, your look and probably the way you moved really reminded me of Raven. So um, how much do you take actually from these wrestlers you idolize? And how much do you put into uh, your character, the way you carry yourself, and how you perform overall? Okay, about my ring gear, uh, last... When was that? Renaissance, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was just basically what's in my bag. Okay. During the event, like, okay, <laughs> I could make something out of this. I could make something out of that. I didn't. I didn't really have a ring gear. I didn't really think it through. Yeah, man, you until tape your I, hands like, with fucking masking tape. Yeah, I had. I know. I had to fix shit in my car. Like, uh, oh, I gotta have something on my hands. Like, okay, electrical tape. So, like, you know, I took any everything that I had in my bag, just 
put it on and then like, oh, oh, this looks good. All right, this works. So what's with the Hello Kitty then? I mean, I think the Hello Kitty is something that you've we, had on the shirts in September. Yeah, we have to address that because yeah, you know, all right, so, all right. You know, you know, because like, okay, we know that you're a very tough guy, but fucking Hello Kitty, man. Like how will, it's not that you know. I, 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 we're not saying that Hello Kitty is pussy. It's Hindi. just we're curious. I, I know, but, but, like, but Hello Kitty is a okay. Pussy. Think of it this way. You got your ass kicked by a, ge- a guy wearing a Hello Kitty shirt. How would you feel? Horrible. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. That's why. <laughs> you are one sadistic son of a bitch. It's a Hello Kitty. And I mean, like, I, I don't just like beat you physically. I beat you like emotionally too. You know. It's a Hello Kitty with crossbones. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. If you've seen Bombay Suarez's matches or if you've seen him perform, one thing you've probably noticed is he's got a very commanding presence from the moment his music drops. And for those of you who are new to Bombay Suarez, his entrance music is 8-Ball, Hands in the Air. So why this particular song? You have to tell me about this first, then I'll, I'll, I'll okay. have a follow-up about that. <laughs> All right. Actually, when I first joined Philippine Wrestling Revolution, you know, I, never in my wildest dreams... Uh, did I ever think like, okay, I'm going to be in the ring performing someday. I'm going to have my entrance drop one day and then I'm going to come out of the curtain one day. It, it never it never really came to my mind until yeah. like, you know, hey, Bombay, we're, we're going to have a show coming up. Uh, what's your entrance song? Uh, let me check my phone. And then, you know, I have a soundtrack for Fast and the Furious. Yep. And it's one of the uh, minim- minimally used songs in the whole album. Okay. Yeah. Too fast. fast too fast. Too furious. I think that. Yeah. Too fast. Too furious. And I was like listening to like you know how it goes like the enter song like and then go like then. But I drop the beat. Yeah, yeah. You know beat drops and like oh that's good. I'll use that. All right. And and then I listen to it. You know like I listen to it going to work. I listen to it while at work. I listen to it while training. I'll listen to it, well, you know, 30 minutes before I sleep while I'm doing something. It's a good song. Uh, Basically, soundtrack ng buhay mo. <laughs> pretty much. Because, you know, it got me hooked. I, I, I started listening to it and like, okay, what other song do I have? I'll just listen to that again. <laughs> now, how do you perfect the timing? Because I noticed that it's very in sync from when the beat drops, you bust out of the curtain. And that's not something that a lot of guys, especially when they're starting out, a lot, a lot of guys can't do that. Because when I tried to come out the over, I know that there are two bombastic drops to that song. And I couldn't do that because I was a couple, uh, a couple steps behind. So how do you get that? Is that something that you did uh, by practicing? Or is that something that you just really knew in your head from listening to that song over and over and over again? Okay, uh, the day I figured out when to come out to that song was, was uh, right after I took a crap in the bathroom. <laughs> and then, oh, sounds gonna love this. you know, I was listening to the song and then I came out. I came out of the bathroom like to at that point. And yeah. Like, oh, this works. Let me try it again. Went back in the bathroom <laughs> and played the song all over again. Like, I was thinking of my entrance at that time because right. you know I didn't have a lot of time to think about my entrance. Yeah. And then, like, coming from. Okay. Oh, that's when I come out. Ah. loves this So, so like, like the shit came out. Yeah. Like how the shit came out perfectly on time. I love it, Michael. Okay, um, wait, sorry, were you going to ask something? No, no. Okay. You mentioned work. Um, since we're talking about you as yourself, uh, how you seem to be pretty busy. Because, you know, we've been trying to get you for a long time and you, we couldn't have you because of what I assume is your day job. Yeah. So how do you balance it all out, man? Uh, basically, my priority is uh, PWR first and then work second, family third, 
and then all the other stuff come at the lowest part of my priority list. So you know, like I, I really wanted to go to the to the to do this uh, recording, right? Uh, way back since I first heard right. about it. Yeah. But you know, like uh, every time I do, like work comes up. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a chef too. I mean, okay. by day I'm a chef, so that's why. Uh, it weirds me out. Some people call me the Iron Chef. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. my bad. Yeah, well, I think we're Who dropping you that. The Iron Chef. Uh, Go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, the board gave me the memo that said the Iron Chef Bombay Suarez, and the board. Oh, that's why. Yeah, so we're, uh, I'm totally blaming it's the, the board. board's fault. It's totally the putting Bobo them under board. the bus. Aren't the you the head of the board? That's... No, I'm not head of the board. No, that was before. I'm the one assigned by the board to carry that out. That was before he was assigned. That was when the Bobo board I was see, there. It was passed on. I haven't uh, had a chance to fix that memo. Sorry, going back. All right. Anyway, where were we? Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, priorities. So, so we were talking about priorities, and I, I'm glad you mentioned how you actually have a rank for these priorities. And you mentioned family was third. Uh, I si Finn Balor because when he was recently signed to WWE uh, uh-huh. sometime in November, December, he said something about how when you get into this business, you really have to put everything behind. So he's had to leave his family, relationships, everything, everything behind. Yeah, so um, like your priorities seem to be kind of aligned with what Finn Balor once said. So um, how does that work for you? Or Especially you... considering you just mentioned that PWR is number one. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever I'm doing, if PWR needs me to be there, I try to be there because, you know, I love this business. That right. kind of sounds like Triple H, but you know, it's I true. love the business. Yeah. I love the professional wrestling in general. I love doing it. I mean, I wouldn't mind making money out of it. Yeah, because I wouldn't mind earning from it. On a man, it's it's a That's really. Great. I mean, I wanted this since I was a kid. Yeah, so now it's there. I'm putting it as number one priority. Okay, you know what? Real talk, testimonial time. <laughs> you know I what? Okay. Ask you? Sorry. No, no. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak from the heart. You know what? People say, I know a lot of the people listening know Bombay. Like, a lot of the people who listen know Bombay, the character. But not everyone sees the behind-the-scenes Bombay. And when they say heart and soul of PWR, they're not shitting around. This guy, you know, we... Like, I think without this guy, we wouldn't be where we are. Like, you wouldn't be enjoying your job as GM. I wouldn't be training... Ro wouldn't be as good as he is. As good as at what? At being, you know, still in training. Okay. <laughs> I'm good at being in training, yeah. Yeah, you're fucking good. Thank you for... Yeah. I mean, you can be a superhero in training. That'll be fine. <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream. And you know what? We're all just trying to live the dream. But the thing is, he's been living it longer than any one of us. And, you know, if somebody believes in something, I think it's the guy who believes in it the longest that, you know, deserves the most credit. Would you be offended if we called you the Cena of PWR? Oh, uh, Hell no! Actually, oh, whoa, whoa, big, whoa, whoa. big respect to Sheena because you know, Sheena right, Sheena exactly. works a whole of a lot. He works harder than anybody. I call him the Stone show. Cold Steve Austin, though. Be- I mean, because when it was when it when it was Stone Cold Sam, maybe he did. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, but I mean, a fair, let's just call Bombay the ace of PWR. There, that's fair. <laughs> But you know what? But maybe that ace. Maybe that ace. Yeah, but nobody knows. You know, nobody knows that. So let's just call you the ace, kind of like how like, they call Hiroshi Tanahashi the ace of NJPW. But I think. Wanna go homework? Go homework. You've been watching NJPW because you can get it for free for the month of February. Oh shit! Shit! You can. You can. You can. Yes, you can get it. So so when are you getting a PWR network, Papi? 
Ah, that's a very, very good question, which I'll have to bring up to the board. When are we getting even a YouTube channel, Bappy? Again, oh, we, we have do. to bring that we up to the board. YouTube but channel. we do have a channel. <laughs> we have, that's all you have to fucking plug in. Yeah, we have a YouTube channel. You just, you just search for yeah. Philippine Wrestling Revolution. Come on. All right, all right. We're talking about PWR's present. And as we established earlier, PWR's present is largely thanks to the training and tutelage of Bombay. So how do you feel about where everyone on the main roster is right now? Considering, like, you know, a year ago, there was nothing. We were no, no, just... There was something, but not... No, there, but there was, there was nothing, you know, nothing concrete yet. It was all training. It to, wasn't to now, to now, where everyone is where they are. Um, the guys at the top level are performing at the top level. And may, may secondary, even, tertiary. Not, pa. They're not even at their ceiling yet. So how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm just very proud of the guys. You know, they all work hard for this. They all bust their asses every training. I mean, before every training, I mean, way back, every training, we'd literally kill ourselves training. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, we'd yeah. pull out, like, bigger moves than what we are pulling out now. So to see those guys do it in front of a live audience... Uh, it just really, you know, so it brings me to tears sometimes. You know, watching from backstage, yeah, like Bobby, I, yeah, I cry down there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on the other eye, on the one eye. Like. <laughs> okay, and um, after maybe a year of you know finally rolling with a legit organization with a Fed, exactly with with a legit organization here in the Philippines. What is the biggest thing? What are the biggest things you've learned? In your time so far, uh, okay. Uh, one of the biggest things I've ever learned in Philippine Wrestling Revolution is, uh, you know, treat everybody with res- the same respect you want to be treated with. So you know, just be grateful to everybody who comes your way, who shows you how to do stuff. Uh, especially when we like, you know, have guest trainers from abroad. Right. I really show them how deep my gratitude is for them being there just helping out. I mean, some of them weren't paid as much as they were supposed to be getting. Because mm-hmm. just because, I mean, first of all, PWR didn't have the funds back then. Right. And second of all, they just wanted to help. Because okay. they want, it's not just us who wants to have a Philippine wrestling promotion here in the Philippines. It's basically most of the guys in the professional wrestling industry want to have professional wrestling here in the Philippines. Uh, pretty much that's it. And then, you know. Yeah, so so now that uh, it's it's been established, like you've proven it, you are the heart and soul of, of PWR and probably to an extent the movement to really bring professional wrestling in the Philippines out to the mainstream. Now, what do you have to say about people who, um, who look at pro wrestling as a farce? Because when you look at places like Rapper.com, Rapper.com, where they, they publish that Raw Deal weekly column by Joe the Grappler Marsalis. And uh, people do still troll on that and give pro wrestling fans shit for liking pro wrestling. What do you have to say about that? Okay, I mean, I can't, I can't change the way they view pro wrestling and show them how we see it from our standpoint as performers because we're, th- we're the ones who get hurt. Yeah. I mean, it may not look like it, but yeah, yeah people, we do get hurt doing this. You know, it's just because we can, like, walk out after a match, you know, not being knocked out doesn't mean we're not in pain. Like, uh, just this weekend, one of the guys uh, elbowed me hard on the jaw, and, you know, I had to finish the match. Uh-huh. So, we, we don't show that. 
that's the part we don't show. Like, okay, I break my knee. I, and just for example, in uh, when was that? Terminus. Yeah, terminus. Just for example, in back in terminus, I know a lot of you didn't know I broke my shoulder that time, but I did. I did broke break my shoulder at some point in that match, but what? I still had to finish the match because I know I'm supposed to finish that match. Right, your injury standing. was legit. Yes. Yeah, your injury was yes. legit as opposed to Brian Leo's where you know he was. <laughs> oh, that, that fucker faked it. Yeah, I that, fucking called for the stretcher. That that intense He was a fucking asshole at that point. I mean, he really got me concerned. Like, hey, did I break his neck or something? You fucking like, broke out the Brian Leo chant. I remember. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was cheering for the guy for being, you know, like, okay. I mean, I guess he couldn't take it, but you know, get this guy's cheer for you because you did a fantastic job of you know getting this whole match thing done, and then you fucking kick me out of the ring. Like, you know, what an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, and uh, first, first world asshole right there. A lot of fans really were shocked to see that happen. Now, uh, before we wrap it up, let's let's talk a little bit about your time in the U.S. Because we know that uh, I guess part of your backyard wrestling origins comes from that time you've spent over there. So, how long were you in the U.S. and where exactly did you did you used to live? And what did you do? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, I was in the states as a uh, part of you know I went to college like everybody else. Okay. Uh, it was my internship there, so I was cooking for uh, St. Regis, you know, like oh, wow, the one yeah. in New York. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they had a branch in uh, Park City, Utah. I was chefing. Anyway, I was cooking there. I was back back then a cook. And then I had to move to Michigan to do another cooking job there. Basically, I was just, you know, cook and party. And uh, fortunately, I was able to watch a live live pro wrestling show TNA which kind of sparked the plug again ah. like, I already forgot about okay fuck pro wrestling I'm done with pro wrestling thingy you know that's stupid I'm not gonna get anywhere with that and then like oh shit TNA oh, I'm gonna watch oh Jeff Hardy hey what's up Jeff <laughs> thank then, god you know, for TNA and uh, surprisingly I saw Zima Ion there I didn't okay. I did not know he was Filipino until okay. I watched the rerun on TV okay. where I did I was trying because I was trying to look for myself I didn't care who was there <laughs> like I, I didn't care they said Philippines I just found out on YouTube like oh yeah. he came from the Philippines what okay I'm looking up this guy but you know I was just looking for myself on TV because that's all I wanted you know, I was a stupid yeah. kid I wanted to be on TV that's it right and then I saw like you know Kenny King mm-hmm. and who, who else AJ Styles back then was still there. with uh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. was with uh, TNA you know? and not the Bullet Club and I I was really really stupid for not exchanging my because I played uh, the Simpsons game there you know the Carnival yeah. Simpsons game I won a spider pig <laughs> <laughs> okay I got spider pig and pig. there was this girl talking to me like hey you want to trade I'll give you my AJ Styles glove. For your spider pig, oh, you're like no, and you refused. You refused. You, oh, you, I didn't you know who idiot. AJ Styles was ba- was Why? I was thinking like you know I I love some kid cash memorabilia, but you know that who's AJ Styles like, and then <laughs> I, I, and then I started watching AJ Styles. And I, oh, that's AJ Styles. And I look at your spider pig doing what a spider pig does. Who's <laughs> 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 AJ Styles? Kano ano ba Joey? All right, I guess uh, this brings us to our last question for uh, for Bombay. Okay, um, we've talked about the past, we've talked about the present. Let's talk about the future of the PWR. What do you see for the future? What is your assessment of PWR's near future? I guess. And where do you want this to go? Actually. 
what I see right now uh, in Philippine Wrestling Revolution is that we're doing good. We're, we're, we have a solid fan base. A lot of people are enjoying the shows. I, I mean, without a sh- doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt, people are entertained. People like to see the violence that we dish out in the ring. And what I see for PWR in the near future is that hopefully, you know, we can get this thing more mainstream. We can get like bigger sponsors. Like, you know, I, I would really love to have Cobra as a sponsor. Yeah. And Marlboro, because you know I smoke. <laughs> Thanks for I don't, keeping I don't, it I don't think I don't think they do sponsorships anymore. They don't. They don't. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. not allowed. Cigarette to, companies but, aren't allowed to. Uh, cigarette companies aren't allowed. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not allowed, allowed to. to sponsor events. Okay, then like you know, Cobra Monster. I'll drink all of it. <laughs> <In> <laughs> the at the same time. At the same time. <laughs> And blow it as the Asian mist. Yeah, and blow it as the mist. <laughs> but you know, I see, I see PWR going further with this. You know, uh, I see it getting bigger. Hopefully, mainstream. You know, like we could probably somewhere down the road land a spot on TV. That oh, sorry. That that's where that's where I want to see PWR go to. You know, get a land a spot on TV, and just see my guys. You know, sit sit back in television when I'm old, and you know. See the guys on the PWR I, network. I train and just you know have this on my mind like I trained them. Because at the end of the day, that's Bombay Suarez's legacy. Yeah, forever will be. Okay, and what's next for you, Bombay? For me? Yeah, personally. Personally, right now, I'm just looking forward to kicking Ken Warren's ass on February 21, 2015. At the Makati Cinema Square, where the bell rings at 6 p.m., I will beat down Ken Warren and show him what a number one contender for the Philippine Wrestling Revolution Championship is supposed to be. And I will kill that bitch. All right. Couldn't have said it better. I know, I know. And, of course, for our listeners who want to follow Bombay Suarez on social media, where can they find you? Okay, don't add my personal Facebook page because if I don't know you, I won't approve. <laughs> but you can follow my, per, my Facebook fan page at Bombay Suarez-PWR. And you have Twitter? Yeah, I have Twitter, but I don't use it as much. Just, okay. Uh, oh, please don't look at my name in xtube.com. <laughs> One more current porn star. All right, and that brings us to our, uh, I guess, the end of our interview with Bombay Suarez. You'll be seeing more of him in the near future. And, of course, at PWR Presents Vendetta, February 21. And that was our interview with the one and only heart and soul of PWR, Bombay Suarez. He's sticking around to join us for a little back and forth that we call Spots and Botches. Now, if you're new to this Spots segment... We usually intro it that way. We usually intro it that way. It's because we recap the week in wrestling, the best and the worst in uh, this past week of wrestling. So let's start off with Lucha Underground. Now, uh, Lucha Underground, we have two things to talk about. The first one is probably the last scene from the last episode. You have the huge mountain of a man they call Cage. The man they call Cage. Tearing up the Lucha Underground championship. Wait, wait. He's not a man. He's a machine. Ah, that's right. Without cardio. That's right. So, so Cage, <laughs> Cage tore up the title belt. I thought that was badass. Even though they kind of made the championship look flimsy, they undersold well, it. Well, it did look flimsy to begin with. Yeah, fine. Pero I don't know. Um, do you want to dig deeper into that? No, not really. Because if I don't, I don't want to, you know, ring out any more 
meaning than it already is or than what's already in there because I don't want It speaks for itself. Yeah, it speaks for itself. Okay, Cage is really strong. He's he tore up the title belt. Now what? I'd like to see what happens next. How Dario Cueto uh, deals with this because he tore up the belt that contains gold stolen from the seven Aztec tribes. Are there seven Aztec tribes? I, I have no idea. Either. Guys, was that a belt that looks like uh, the back of Rey Mysterio's mask? Yep. Yeah. You want RT token? Okay. That's yeah. a belt? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you the Is PWR it? belt looks better. Oh, I'm pretty sure it would be. That's why I, I want to win it so better. bad. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah, Mr. Mr. General Manager. Actually, the belt is currently in production. It's still not ready by Vendetta. Have you seen, okay. Have you seen by the design? Yes, I have seen the designs. I have approved the designs. And, well, all I can say is it will stay true to what our country symbolizes and okay, the values right. we hold dear. Does it have oh. Yamashita's gold? I will answer that next time. <laughs> for now, for now, let's just keep it to the three stars and a sun. I think that's something we all can expect. And is the, I is the say gold no more. stolen from Marcus's vault? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't want to get into any trouble. Ayoko man national museum, papi. So let's uh, get to the next uh, next item on the list. Still under Lucha Underground, we got Vampiro showing a different side of himself yet again as a backstage interviewer. Now, in the previous episode of Lucha Underground, he sat down with Conan and Prince Puma, which was notable because Prince Puma once again maintained his status as a silent character who kept getting interrupted by Conan every time Vampiro asked him a question. Now, the, the difference between the Vampiro character as an interviewer and as a commentator is really clear-cut. Miles apart, man. I mean, Vamp Vamp is zero zero personality on the show as a commentator. Yeah, he's like he's like more vanilla than vanilla ice. It's kind of sad. Vanilla ice, <laughs> but but you know it's fun because you don't get to see backstage interviewers, you know, not be afraid to rough it up a bit. Well, because Vampiro is a former wrestler, so he's not afraid to you know get in the face of Conan or Cage. But it's entertaining to watch because it's so different. Right. Compared to somebody like, let's say, Tom Phillips or even Jonathan Coachman who got bullied a lot by guys like The Rock. <laughs> or or Byron Saxon, who is actually a wrestler, but he doesn't, you know... We haven't seen him in action. Or Alex ma- Riley, for that matter. Para ba yung si Rene Young pa yung makipag-away sa mga wrestler? Uy, baka lumabas si Dino. Hey! All right, so uh, I guess that's uh, that that does it for Lucha Underground this week. Bombay, have you seen an episode of Lucha Underground? I've seen like uh, short clips of it, but you know, so far I'm really impressed with Lucha Underground. Like they they did a really good job producing that thing. Mm, for for a small promotion, right? They're doing really well. Who just signed? Plus, you, you know, you guys know they got B Boy on it, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he that's is right. a bail. As Bale. And of course, uh, as Camus was about to mention, he's making his debut this week. Yes. Alberto El Patron will be part of Lucha Underground. Fuck, man. So I'm excited Bukas for that. Bukas ng umahaga. My God. Okay, we're recording on a Wednesday night for so, those uh, yeah, of you. For those of you who don't know. And we're excited for tomorrow because tomorrow we get NXT, we get Lucha Underground, and we get a lot of good shit tomorrow. Uh, funny you should mention NXT because I want to talk about now the contract signing between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, which deserves a huge spot on this week's list. My boy. My fucking boy held his own. Yeah. He, he, he held it together. He held it together against his nemesis in life. Not uh-huh. just not just NXT. Uh-huh. Not just, you know, in life. Nemesis. Nemesis, papi. And that's the thing. I don't know if I'd have self-control if, you know, my nemesis says, oh, I want his belt, by the way. 
we agreed on non-title match, but I don't like the wording. Give me a championship match, just like that. He's I, such an asshole. I love the way that Owens is being written. Yeah, the, the dickishness, his heelishness. It really just comes out, even if you're impressed by him as a performer, as a wrestler, you can't help but hate him because of the way that he acts towards uh, William Regal and towards Sami Zayn. And of course, he, see Zayn then, like you really want to get behind this guy because he's just pissed off. And it's so natural. I mean, they're going to go at this forever. And it, I never want to see it end. It's so good. Like Cena and Orton, man. Well, yeah, well, that that, that technically order. ended. Technically. They, they technically they they did they Will did the really hell in a cell. <laughs> Will it really end? Stay tuned. Will it really end? Nobody knows. All right, so that uh, I think we're good for NXT this week. Uh, you want? Um, we we wanted to talk about the tag team title switch between uh, the Lucha Dragons. Well, and, no, uh, no, but really quickly, we have no idea where it's gonna go. I guess I'm just happy about it because fantasy I, uh, points. Yeah, fantasy points. Screw you. Murphy. And you still lost. Yeah, I, I still <laughs> lost. Uh, I, I botched that Billy Gun, uh, Billy Gun position for for this week. Uh, let's switch gears now to SmackDown, where there was a casket match at in the main event, which was actually pick of the week worthy from the moment uh, that it ended, at least from when I watched from, SmackDown. Yeah, and the thing is, first SmackDown was live. Yeah. yeah, SmackDown was live just because Raw got snowed out. Right, and as much as you know, we like to say it's Raw light. Having it at two hours was just really fun. But back to the casket match. Really great match to see Daniel Bryan in. It's not every day that we get a casket match, but this time, I think it highlighted the best that he could do with Kane. I think it's the best casket match I've ever seen so far. Honestly? Because if I don't, you know, you, uh, someone has pointed out to me on Twitter now, most of the casket matches you see are with big guys yes. who are slow and feuding with The Undertaker. Right. But it's Kane versus Bryan. It's always fun. You add the, no, you add... You add the element of a casket and the way, the power, the ability of Brian to tell a good story. Winner talaga. Fun fact, uh, that casket match on SmackDown was the first casket match on TV in seven years. The last one being in 2008. Chavo. Yeah. So oh God. Uh, that was the last casket match Bombay, we will we had. ever see a casket match in PWR? Will Apocalypse be, you know... Why, why does it have to be Apocalypse? Yeah, why, why does it have to be Apocalypse? Because he likes the supernatural stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I get I get that he's a weird guy, but you know, why can't Bombay put someone in a okay. casket? He's gonna kill a bitch anyway, might yeah, as well I mean, put him in a casket. You're already dead, might as well put you somewhere. You know what? If ever any of you want a casket match, just let me know. I'll make it happen. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. GM. I'm looking forward to putting Brian Leo in a casket match sometime soon. I think you're not the only one. Papi may budget para sa casket. Oh no man. May budget ayo para sa casket. We'll, we'll find a way. We'll find Game a way. Funeral homes. Basta ano? Basta walang cyber lamay. Anyway, going back now, let's go to let's go to Raw. There's so much to talk about on Raw, both good things and bad things. Very refreshing episode. Very, very, very well-written episode. episode from the opening segment alone, mm-hmm. which uh, was kind of long, a, a uh-huh. good 20 minutes. That's right. But a lot of things did go down. Uh, yes, and now you know... I think we can talk about this now. Now you know what the main event for Fastlane, Fastlane, is. It's going to be Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns for his WrestleMania title shot. Um, real quick, Bumi, what did you think of the Rumble result, if you have an opinion of that? Who won? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I love it, Maggle. Uh, Reigns mean, all, won. All, all I know is okay. like, the audience wanted a refund. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much uh, after hearing that, like, why would I bother seeing it? You 
<laughs> what would you do though if um, if you were in that position? Uh, you were standing tall at the end of the show, but everyone just hated your guts, and that's not the way. And that wasn't the way it was supposed to go down. Well, I mean, I can't blame the fans because you know, uh, as far as I know, the people have been. I mean. Backstage people have been writing Roman Reigns, his promos and shit, mm-hmm. all that. They've been writing everything for him. Uh, I'm not pretty sure how I could work with that, you know, having everything written down for me, not being myself, because, you know, I don't have anyone write it for me. Realist guy in the room. You know, uh, even, I mean, even if The Rock was there to help him out, to give him a little bit of a rub, and that doesn't work, that means something's, something's wrong. wrong. Mm. You know, so something's very wrong. Something's very wrong. If The Rock puts you over and you don't go over, eh, I, I don't. Ewan alang, ewan alang kung talent mo, kung wrestling skills mo, kung mic skills mo ba yung problema? I mean, <laughs> Roman's a really good-looking guy. I mean, he got physique, he got Superman punch and spear. <laughs> He's a very talented wrestler. I'm Objectively gl- speaking, yeah. I'm glad you brought up the fact that there's something wrong. With the picture at the end of the rumble, because what happens, um, what happened here? The way, uh, the fact that they booked the Fastlane main event that way—that that they Roman, retconned. You know, retconned. Well, they're trying to retcon. It's, no, it's I not, wouldn't no, say no, that. No, it's not. not. A, it's not a retcon. It is not a retcon because they're not changing anything yet. Yet, and I don't think they will, and I don't think they should. But what they did here is really good because now, and. Now they're actually trying to correct their mistake, in in that they pushed Roman Reigns to the front without having him earn anything. Now they're making him earn something. But it's not counterintuitive because they're making him earn it retroactively. So if I'm a fan and I felt offended that Roman's pushed to the moon without him earning it, mm. when you make him earn it retroactively, it just rubs salt in the wound, right? It it adds um, insult to injury. No, I um yes it does. There's a factor. There's an element na ganun. Parang nananadjake. Eh. No, 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 no. It's more of uh, them trying to salvage the main event of WrestleMania by having Roman go through trials that he didn't ever go through before. Parang it's them. Okay, it's rubbing salt in the wound, but in a way, it's still plus points for try for them trying to. It's effort his. points. Yeah. Okay. It's effort points. But well, my my call on that. My call on that is that. Although it's being done too late in the game, at least they're doing it. Yeah, because they didn't know what happened that day. Yeah, okay. No, I, get, I, can, I can live with that. But I think my bigger issue here is if Roman Reigns is eventually being written to turn heel, how can you get behind a heel who had to go through the trials? Parang, again, I'm going to go back to that word. It's counterintuitive. Because when you have someone put through the ringer, put through the gauntlet, usually these are the good guys, the guys you want to get behind because they're the underdog. But if it's the bad guy... How are you supposed to react? Parang, yay, you went through the trials. Boo, you're an asshole. How do you react as a fan? It depends on what you want Roman Reigns to be. It depends on whether you really want him to be the badass he was when he was back in the Shield. Which, if he is, okay, you're gonna like the anti-hero. If he becomes an anti-hero. Or you're gonna like him as a villain, whatever. If you like him, you like him. It, his heelishness depends on how he reacts to all the trials that have been put in front of him. Because right now, it appears as if he's going really taking that one versus all gimmick to heart. Now, uh, the world hates me for winning the Royal Rumble without deserving it. Therefore, I hate you back because you are assholes to me. And you know what? 
that is a perfectly natural reaction to that kind of situation. It's a real As, life reaction. Alam mo siya sabi mo dante na why should John? Why isn't John turning heel on anyone? Or why isn't Team Cena turning heel on John? Yeah. When they have every right to be, uh-huh. because there are good guys who you know keep their emotions in check and do the right thing, even if they're in a bad situation. Exactly, and there are guys who can't do the same and react, you know, more passionately. So does this mean we're actually getting character development out of Joe? Exactly. <laughs> yes, bingo. Finally, right? Bingo, character development out thing. of Roman Reigns. So we've done. Okay, guys, just to, just to put it into perspective, we've done Roman Reigns moveset update. We've done. Roman Reigns promo sucks update. Now okay. are we going to do... No, well, we tried. We tried. Okay. We we called it out. Now are we going to do character development updates now? Holy shit. Holy shit, man. No, you know what? Um, having Roman be a bit angry at the world is a step closer to humanizing his character. And when you get closer to humanizing his character, you get a bit closer to the audience accepting him. Naturally. Whether- yeah, naturally, whether he is a face or a heel. Which is, you'd rather have that. You'd rather have someone like him, whether he is a bad guy or a good guy, instead of not, uh, the audience not caring about him because he's being forced down our throats. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Now, uh, glad you mentioned Team Cena earlier, Ro, because when you, look at, uh, when you look at Raw in February 2015, you've got three guys, Dolph Ziggler, Ryback and Eric Rowan who were still being lumped together as Team Cena from three months ago from Survivor Series and I think there's something glaringly wrong with that picture especially with how in some cases John Cena still hasn't come out to save any one of them hell his welcome back for those three guys was two weeks too late and it was all about him <laughs> at the end it was of the day, all yeah. about him hashtag scumbag John 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 but that's the thing now we have a situation where one Ziggler can turn heel, which might be nice. You never know. Oh wait, no wait. reaction, no reaction. Oh god, do I have to react now? It's yeah. a rumor. <laughs> it's a rumor, so I don't want to yeah. dignify it yet. I mean, okay. My 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 huge. I, I guess it's what, a what really for you. no, what really no, pisses it, me off. Now, what pisses me off about uh, Team Cena still being Team Cena is now they're just Cena's stupid idiot friends. Wait, wait. Smart <laughs> athletic friends. Yeah, that's that's the idea. They're just stupid <laughs> athletic friends. Wait, was Bombay nag friend? Yeah. Yeah. Bombay is a realer face than John Cena. Exactly. I mean, I, I is don't he a understand. Face? Is he a face? Are Cena? we? Are we yeah. disco- no, no, no. Oh, Bombay. Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, Bombay is a baby face. Come on, I mean, we tried to get people to cheer for Brian Leo. I'm not sure if I'm a baby face, guys. I mean, look at the picture. Hey! <laughs> I mean, you know, JDL's my nice... boy. You know, it it doesn't matter to me, like, it doesn't matter to me whoever you are. As yep. long as I know, like, there's a even greater douchebag there who is, Brian uh, Leo. you know, f- screwing up with you. Yeah. I mean, all of the guys, I know them. Yep. And, you know, I have a per- personal connection with them. And as soon as I see, you know, a guy like Brian Leo being a douchebag to one of my boys, you know, I- I'm gunning for that bitch. Exactly. Right? And that's something John never did. Yeah. Or ever know. did. Or he did so, but really, really late. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks. Anyway, my problem with the Team Cena angle is that, what, three months after Survivor Series 2014, there's still fucking Team Cena. And I don't get why. Parang, pwede mag-move on, guys. Oh, pwede. Diba? John has moved on. 
Seth has moved on. Rusev's Big moved Show on. has moved on. Rusev has moved on. How come these three guys are still banding together? I don't get it either. I mean, are they supposed to come out to like one song now? Say that song ni Ziggler, ngayon song ni Ryback. When will it be Rowan's time to shine? Speaking of Eric Rowan, they're really doing that. Yeah, he's not coming out to just one guy's song. You know, save time. Yeah, it's like. The guy, the writers of WWE have been have been playing uh, Wrestling Revolution. Hey, hey. kind of sounds like that. Mm. <laughs> so uh, Eric I Rowan, I should play that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, switching gears now to Eric Rowan, it's actually nice and refreshing to see him backstage, like engaging with other talents. In last week's case, being John Cena, I actually like the way that Eric Rowan relates. Parang um, it, it's very understated the way that he carries himself and he plays his part so well. Yeah. I think it's a um. He's being made to play a character that isn't quite like anyone else. He's not being a generic wrestler, so he doesn't have to talk like a generic wrestler. Yeah. He doesn't have to talk really fast like Dolph Ziggler or really intense like John Cena. He just has to be himself or whatever what, himself whatever is himself in is. that context. Yeah. Now, okay, I am this savant who is, you know... Outcast. Outcast, emotionally... Scarred by the still, world. Still in the process of emotionally maturing. So I'm okay. I'm allowed to talk slowly and get my message out and build my character up that way. And it works. You know what? If I was a little kid, I would actually like to hug Eric Rowan. Oh, exactly. And and I guess that goes to show an effective thing Eric Rowan is adorable. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for actually saying what I first called several months ago on the podcast. He's the adorable sheep, whereas Daniel Bryan is the burly goat. I guess you, and you could so we're talking about way. we're talking about the animal and division again. Animal Farm, man, <laughs> fucking Animal Farm. <laughs> and since Eric Rowan is adorable, he's being made to be the cannon fodder, which is sad now. Oh, that's a botch. That's a botch. So yeah, that, that's unfortunate. But um, there were more backstage segments. I yeah, like Before we end, uh, since Rowan is part of this particular segment, would you like to talk about the flag? Yes, let's talk about the flag. I was going to segue into that. Thank you, okay. Ro. Um, if you noticed on Raw, there was a huge botch when uh, the Russian flag just got caught up. And at first, I had no idea what was going down until I just saw Lana and Rusev acting all ape shit. Oh. And, and then I realized, you have to give credit where credit is due. They had the presence of mind and the stage awareness. Right, and Rusev fortunately remembered that he had another flag beside the ring and started waving it as he usually does. You know how announcers always say, this guy knows where he is in the ring? Oh. Those two know where they are in the, in the performance. You know what? If I were them, I probably would have you know, stared dumbfounded at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, 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 I have actually. to admit. Yeah, so props to them. Beginning jacket, puta. <laughs> Beginning race because you know, the... is that so relevant in 2015? Um, no, <laughs> nah, probably not. But yeah. it's appropriate, so go on. Yeah, you know these guys. These guys do deserve some credit. They do deserve some praise for their ad libbing. Uh, now, there is also something bad that went down in the presence of Lan and Rusev, and this is something we have to address again. Slut shaming. Lana. It's 2015, and Cena still slut shaming bitches. I don't know. I don't know. And you calling her a bitch. Is already derogatory. Well, Cena does it, and that's not. It, it's not supposed to be cool, and I know that, right? We, we respect gonna, women on this we show. Fine. You're referring to. You're referring. Don't get me wrong, guys. I love kitties. Yeah. Especially, you know, pink ones. Hey. hey. So do we. <laughs> I'm the only and, single and, guy and in the room. Lana is a really good-looking kitty. Yeah, she is. You have to Google her. And that's something Vips <laughs> doesn't want Aurora to do. Or Vaughn Evelyn. God Von damn, Evelyn. son. 
So yeah, it's it's 2015. I don't understand how your top face of the company is still allowed to slut shame women. The peep, the guy who you want kids to look up to, is slut shaming other women for no good reason at all. Well, I don't want proof that Yeah, yeah, just like you, Stan. You're insinu- You used to insinuate that you know they were bedfellows. Are they not bedfellows? Nobody's they are together. Nobody's. Did you Google it. that? Uh, no. What were you looking for? Well, I would like to watch it. Oh, you wanna watch him? You wanna watch <laughs> it? You wanna watch him do her? No, not, we're, we're not talking I, about Rusev, guys. Right? Yeah, 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 we're talking about Rusev. Damn, he likes to watch. <laughs> you know what? Let's just get you. You, you booked damn, yourself Stan, into a corner. Damn. You booked yourself into a corner, there, buddy. Oh, guys, come here. Black me, Mr. C. <laughs> Alright, let's talk Baka about something Baka Let's Baka talk about something different Something much more fun And that's uh, the building rivalry Between Stardust and Goldust Oh shit man. If this happens at Wrestlemania It will I happen at I Wrestlemania Finally It's happening at Fastlane And it's gonna, you know Probably come Spill to over At Wrestlemania And it's been a long time coming I've been salivating for this match Literally since 2012 for, Yeah, for like two years now Three, Three years. years Three years Three years. So finally, we're about to get it. Uh, I love that Cody nuance that they inserted at last week's it show. For those, whole, yeah, but for those of you who haven't seen Raw, Stardust, Stardust has yeah, a meltdown after. You know what? Why don't we just play it? Control freaking and you're just out tonight. My head is on fire. Stardust. Stardust. What happened, man? I don't see What happened? Listen, I am so... Stardust. Cody! Don't ever... Call me Cody again. Diba, that's fucking awesome. Because it implies that all this time, or at the beginning of the whole Stardust shtick, they were thinking, or at least Goldust was thinking, that they were really just playing characters. Yeah. Diba? And that kind of explains the heel turn they did on the Usos. Now, when Goldust you know, spoke to the Usos in his... Indoor voice. Right. Indoor voice. In normal tao voice, yeah. Yeah. And yung pala, that was because he thought all this time he was playing a character and Cody was just playing a character. Right. Now, now that Cody doesn't want to be called Cody, it's all real to him, damn it. It's still real to him. It's, you no, know what? it's not very, just still, it's very real to him. It's very meta as well. Now that you think about it, but you, the, the blurred line between the character and the performer. But so what is it now? Is he did he go crazy because they were losing? What, what's is he thing? psychotic? And are they are they gonna start calling each other Dustin and Cody? No, he doesn't want to be called Cody. I don't think. Parang but will Cody call him Dustin? But but has 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 Goldust ever been called Dustin in the WWE? I think so. Yeah, he has been. Uh, He was called Dustin in 2013 when they were addressing the firings of Dusty Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. Dustin. Dusty. I don't. I don't think. Dusty. I don't think Stardust knows who Dustin is. He just Ah, sees Goldust. Right. Speaking of Stardust, he blocked you on Twitter. He did. He did. Why? Motherfucker. I don't know. I bet you he's tied to JBL. Probably. And I'm such a big fan. See, what's the El Generic Rune? I will block him. He seems like an asshole. <laughs> now, more backstage segments that really got uh, got us roaring on Raw. How about Miz and Miz Dow? Miz Dow no longer the stunt double, now the personal assistant. PA, papi. Ang galing niya na Miz. He, parang. Okay, that performance backstage just put him in like the top five heels in the game right now. 
So that's including Lana and Heyman. Yeah. And Seth. He gets so, it. So who are your top five? Who are your fave five? five? Well, I got Seth at number one. Uh, maybe Lana at number two. Rusev isn't really a heel. Where's Heyman? Uh, Heyman, is, oh, Heyman is number two. Lana is number three. Miz is shot up number four. Who's number five? Who is number five? Owens? Hmm. Trips? Mm. Oh, Authority. shit. Authority. So Authority is number... Yeah. Who's number six? I don't know, man. We're not power ranking here. But yeah, Miz and Miz now. I like how Miz is re- uh, re-upped his game. Remember when he was uh, he was pissed off Miz from 2010 as US champion? That was beautiful. A lot of us forgot have forgotten how good that Miz was. And now five years later, he's able to resurrect or revive just a little bit of that. But you know, that's, it's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> yes, there's nothing, there's nothing to say about that. It's beautiful. All right. So uh, I, I guess that about does it for our backstage segments for uh, for Raw. Uh, really quickly now before we get into some matches and before we wrap this up with our picks of the week, let's address Curtis Axel. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. And I know both of you have something to say oh, about Curtis baby. Axel. Justice for Curtis oh, baby. is a hashtag I want to see trending. Oh, really, baby. Though, really? No, Hanuman, um, for regarding Curtis Axel, I'm not saying that he was gonna be, or or the Rumble non-elimination was gonna be like the, the the big moment for him. It's not that I thought Axel was gonna be on the cusp of stardom because of this angle, but I didn't like the way they unceremoniously shat on it with Dean. Okay, now you're eliminated. Okay, great. That was funny, but I wish we could have explored that a bit more. How we had something there. We had something there with Curtis Axel. It wasn't. I didn't think it was going to be the thing that put him on the map. But it did. It, no, no, you know, like as a legit oh, star, oh, oh, um, yes. as a legit blue chipper, it wasn't going to be that thing. But I wanted to see. Is he a legit blue chipper though? No. Not yet. No. Not at this point. Is he a red chipper even? What the fuck is a red chipper? Okay. Red chipper? Blue chip, blue chips, hundreds. Red chips, tens. Just, do, do people even use red chipper in sports? No, that's why. That's why. Great. I'm using a gambling reference. Uh, maybe he's a red chipper. Fine. But uh, he's a good hand. But it was something. It was it was a wrinkle in his personality. Now, it could have been used for something. Maybe like a how? low... Maybe a U.S. championship no, run No, I would again. have. I would have wanted him to have a short program with Eric Rowan. Oh, no, just to w- get... Just to get Rowan away from the Team Cena angle. Oh, probably with the authority. Have him complain to the authority. Just so you know that he'll have... Uh, new target. People could care yeah, about Curtis Axel. There, there, were, there were creative opportunities, possibilities in that particular moment. And, and it was just, such a short moment. They just decided to shit on it because Curtis Axel wasn't worth their time. And Curtis Axel isn't worth a lot of people's, a lot of fans' time. But, but he's not there. bad. That's the thing. Curtis Axel is decent. It's not that... No, no, no. It's not even that... Curtis Axel is solid or decent or not bad. It's just that there was a creative possibility there. And they shot And I am all for one. I'm and I am all for one guy. <laughs> no, I am all for exploring a possibility and see where it takes you. Amen. All right. So Okay, we're good. We, we're good. Uh, we got about Curtis Axel. We're good. All right. So, we're good for spots and botches. I guess that does bring us to uh, spots and botches for this week. That's uh, our recap of this week in wrestling. Now, if there are some glaring omissions, there's a reason for that, and that's because we're saving them for our picks of the week. 
And if you're new to the podcast, yeah, I, I know you were both raring to say spot. I want to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Fine. Okay. Fine. Yay! That was the list of the best and the week. worst in wrestling for this week. We call this list Spots and Butchers! I haven't done it in a week, so it's so much fun. Did we even do it the other week? No. I thought it was longest happy birthday. Parang. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. I miss it. I miss you guys. Fucking I love Mark. you. <laughs> All right. So now we have come to the end of the program where we give you basically the best in wrestling for this week. Now, for you, for those new to the podcast or for those new to actually doing this segment, like our friend Bombay Suarez over here, it's called Pick of the Week, where you pick anything wrestling related, be it a match, a segment, a promo, a podcast, an article, Theme song, anything related to wrestling that you discovered or saw this week that you just want to share and you deem must see. So we'll ha- let you have first dibs. All right, my favorite pick of the week is uh, actually a sh- rehearsal leak on the internet that I saw of Daniel Bryan rehearsing a right, right, right. before he went on air, and that was just like uh, my botch pick of the week. So okay. What the night? Yeah, yeah I, I'd like to see it. I like playing it over and over again. And like, but what's he so- actually used the term pro wrestler, not superstar. Oh yeah, I heard that. Oh man, I, I did is read that about bad? that. Yeah, is that is that what's funny about it? Nah, I know. And he used the wrong words. Or- no, uh, the writer was negotiating with him, so the writer wanted no, him to I mean, say what, something different. What I actually thought was it it went live on air. Ah, okay. No, it didn't go. Live it didn't. On it air. didn't because he ended it, up saying wrestler. Yeah. So the, they had the, a compromise. The way I saw it was it came right. Before a commercial, right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But I know that that wasn't what was what was aired. Know, broadcasted. Yeah, was but it? still, yeah. it's uh, it's funny. It's a it's funny, funny video. Look. It's worth seeing. It's a funny look into how things work now in the WWE. Yeah, that's true. That is true. All right, so uh, that's uh, that's the pick of the week for Bombay. How about you, Mister Kamu? Since you have been gone for a week, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is Sami Zayn. Oh, so predictable. Sami Zayn. Is everything involving Sami Zayn going to be your pick of the week? Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn wiped his ass and sold that piece of tissue on eBay. I'd buy it. (laughs) No, but then, to be honest, to be honest, this is... So this is character development that I love about this guy. Um, I mean, Kevin Owens is a star in the making. Yep. He's already an independent star. He's already a god amongst men in NXT. But this... This contract signing goes beyond what any contract signing I've seen this year. Because it didn't end in violence. It didn't end in violence. It ended in Uh self-restraint. And it's very rare that we see that and not see it escalate into, you know, a brawl and then they get separated. But this was really just intense. Intense. And it's something you don't see, you don't get out of a regular contract signing. And I liked it. It's a change of pace. It's something you don't see every day and it involves my boy. Okay. Fine. It's no. a legitimate pick of the week. It's not favoritism at all. Oh, yeah, sure. At oh, all. Yeah, at all. You know, yeah, we'll yeah. take it from the Bill Simmons of wrestling. Now, I'll, I'm going to be... I'm uh, the Bill Simmons of wrestling? Yeah, you are now. <laughs> yeah, fucktard. Wait, Sami Zayn is, a, is Sammy Boston? Zane, yeah, Sami Zayn to him is like Boston Celtics to Bill Simmons. Undying Boston. love. Well, he is a redhead, so... Oh, he got that. Fancy but he's not Lynch. Irish. He's Canadian. Still, Becky Lynch is a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> Seamus is a redhead. <laughs> Big Red is a redhead. But he's not Irish. Norwegian. Yeah, Norwegian. Anyway, my pick of the week for uh, this week, Dolph Ziggler versus uh, Bray Wyatt on Raw. I thought it was a solid mid-card match. Like, 
I think a match of that caliber, given the highs and lows of that match and the way that the sequence of events took place, um, can be main event of SmackDown or a two-hour Raw. And you know what? It wasn't advertised. It wasn't advertised one bit. Then again, matches ni, yung matches ni Bray Wyatt, yeah, they're rarely advertised anyway because he's just like everyone else in the upper mid-card. Like, when's, when was the last Dolph Ziggler advertised match that we've seen, diba? You don't remember mm. Team Cena Team Cena Yeah exactly A pay-per-view match So diba um, It was nice to see That Dolph brought it And that Bray Wyatt Was also out to prove na, Yeah they're gonna make me Look strong And I'm gonna Justify it So it, it was good to see So That's why Ziggler Wyatt From Raw Was my pick of the week Okay so we've had One glaring omission And that's my pick of the week Yep The main event From Raw And you probably know why It's a great match Top to bottom Really solid it was Daniel Bryan. Oh, no, no, no. It was Ryan Danielson and Tyler Black wrestling out there. In the WWE, oh. in the main event of Monday Night Raw. I say that because Bryan was literally working ROH style. Yeah. Because he found a guy. Or Rollins is the smallest guy he's faced in a while. So he's allowed to be dominant power slash technical wrestler, Bryan. So and he was busting out his old ROH moves. He was busting out the, the leg snap for the arm. Yep. The cruise, uh, double underhook powerbomb that transitions into a cross arm breaker. Stuff like Everything that. Everything save for cattle mutilation. Uh, yeah, which he did once and never seen again. <laughs> which is funny because I think in Daniel Bryan's first video game, uh, WWE 2K12, cattle mutilation is finished. Niya done. It wasn't the yes lock. It was well, not running high knee at the time. So yeah. Anyway, then um, they started as an ROH match. Then they went up and shifted gears into a WWE match, as typical uh, WWE Brian, you know, flying around, doing his usual signature moves. That was great. And even the interactions with the supporting players were great. Roman Reigns did an awesome spear. Oh, that, that spear was fucking brutal on It was, show. no? There's a, there's a gif of it now, yeah, going I know. around. It's I know. beautiful. It is, yeah. I could play it over and over. And That's what the gif does. <laughs> I know, fucker. <laughs> Actually, my, my issue with Roman Reigns okay. being, oh, uh, being in go. that match. Um, Here we go. Yeah, because for me, it's a glaring issue in the sense that Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns had an interaction earlier on in the show where hey. it was established that Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns don't like each other or that I Roman think, doesn't like Bryan. I think you're overthinking this now. No, no, let, let me finish first. Is I, it supposed to be fun? <laughs> it's supposed to be fun. I thought we were going to let the joke die out, die a natural Last death. night, last night. Last night. Let's be mature about this. I thought it's oh, okay. supposed to be fine. Continue, 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 continue. So, I guess uh, my, my, my issue is just summed up in this one question. Why does Roman Reigns help a guy who will, might eventually beat him? Regardless, uh, regardless if it's Rollins or Bryan. Second, uh, the people are mad at Roman Reigns. You have the people's champion in Daniel Bryan. Why help the people's champion who the people who hate you will undoubtedly root for come fastly? Here is the thing. You are looking at it Slightly short-sightedly, because you fail to men, you fail to take into consideration the fact that at the top of the show, the authority basically tricked Roman into accepting this match. Sure, Togalicha, it is first established Nagalicha Samundo. Everyone is mad at him. People don't like him. The authority doesn't like him. Nobody wants him to have his title shot at WrestleMania, except for Paul Heyman, maybe. Yeah, and. It's understandable. He's mad because you don't like him. That's an act. That's a perfectly acceptable response to hate. Okay. So, and then in, in his first match against Big Show, which right. is like the how many? I don't know. I think maybe the Fourth, sixth, fifth. Yeah. 
Yeah, so which and and Reigns has been able to beat Big Show before. Yeah. But Rollins this time distracts him, causing him to lose. Right. So he's mad at Rollins. Okay. And now and then then you mentioned Brian was also, you know, rubbing it in his face, goading him further. Right. But goading him further. Go fucking <laughs> hell, man. But it's pretty much established then that Roman is really mad at, by the time the main event rolls around. Okay. But I'm thinking and it's also acceptable that he's more mad at Rollins for embarrassing him in his match against the Big Show than he is at Brian for, you know, trash talking. Ironically, uh, it's ironic that you called my yung issue that I brought up short-sighted because now Roman is looking short-sighted. Exactly. And that's okay. Again, it's okay. It ties back to what I said earlier na it paints him or, or it humanizes him for having uh, by having acceptable human responses and behaviors. Like naivete. Oh, exactly. So this is your big word of the week. Naivete. No, naivete. not really. Farce was bigger than naivete. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, pero... Uh, yeah, sure. So, so when he him... came, so when he came out, yeah, he was angrier at the guys who screwed him over earlier. Right. Brian was just, you know, he he's also mad at Brian, but not as much. So it's the raging bull argument where the bull only sees what's in front of him. Yeah, pretty much. Which is kind of stupid because now Roman is being written as an idiot. Which is fine. Which is fine. It's he's, totally fine. He's, he's a powerful idiot. He's a powerful. Idiot. He's being stupid is the idea. If you paint him as a naive hothead, that's okay. That's okay. He's young. He's a rookie. It's his first time in a title picture. Or, well, not, it's his no, first not really. time having a singles, you know, singles opportunity, push. a big singles opportunity, and it's okay for him to make mistakes at this level. So, yeah, that's the thing. All right. But then alone, he only Superman punched Rollins and not, you know, speared him so that Brian, so that Brian could, you know, steal a victory. Yeah, because then that would be shitting on Brian's uh, status as a face, man. Exactly. Okay, so. What do you mean, I guess uh, I I want to see how this plays out. I still don't completely uh, find. I see where that point of view is coming from, but I still don't completely agree with it. But that's fine. Let's agree to disagree. But because no, you think about it, people don't want Reigns to be invincible already. Yeah. So we might as well make him fallible. Right. Right. No, okay, so uh, we're good. We're good. Like uh, again, uh, we agree to disagree. Uh, you know, you know. I guess that brings us to. I guess that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the SGP podcast. What do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Are there any other theories that you have about, let's say, the character development of Roman Reigns, which he suddenly is getting? Do let us know. You can tweet us. It's at Stan nine four seven for me. At, at Caveman Camus. At Rose War. Bombay doesn't have Twitter. No, he does, but he doesn't use it. <laughs> yeah, so he he doesn't want to let you know that. Wait, does uh, Bombay have any um you know parting messages for anyone? Uh, thank you guys for having me on the show. First time. For the first time. It's hopefully not the last time. Definitely. Uh, thank you guys for having me on the show, and I'm pretty sure I'll see you guys soon enough. We'll and see you at Vendetta. Yeah, definitely. I'll see you. We'll and, see him. And once once again, I invite everybody to catch PWR Vendetta this coming February 21. 2015 at the Makati Cinema Square. Tickets go for only 250 pesos, and the bell rings at 6. I'll see you guys. Watch me win the number one contender championship and kick Ken Warren's ass and be the number one contender for the Philippine Wrestling Revolution Championship. 
All right. Thank you very much, Bombay. And of course, if you have anything that you want to share with us on Facebook, you can always like our page. It's Facebook. Oh, God. Oh, God. God damn, it. damn it. You squeezed that in. It's, it's uh, Facebook.com slash the SGP podcast. That's where you can find us. Of course, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or on Buzzsprout. Rate us. Let us know what you think. Tweet us. Facebook us. We will see you again. At, oh, at the SGP Podcast on Twitter. Right. At the SGP Podcast on uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. On and the Twitter. Oh, yeah. If, if you have any questions, go ahead and ask us on the Twitter. We talk wrestling all the time on the Twitter. So that brings us to the end of episode number 44. We will catch you next week. Episode number 45 of the SGP Podcast. Peace out. Peace. You stay classy. What's up, guys? To those of you who don't know, you should know. This is Classical Brian Leo from Philippine Wrestling Revolution, and you are listening to the SGP Podcast. Please like it, subscribe to it, download it. It is for your own good. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 